Now, looks like Facebook is going to look a little different for the rest of us Canadians. A new bill, C-18, has passed and is waiting royal assent. What this bill does is it will require Google and Meta to pay media outlets for news content that they share or repurpose on their platforms. That's about to become law. So what is that going to mean for the way that Canadians access our news? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's investigative, who's an investigative journalist, Justin Ling. Justin, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, good afternoon. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about this before and some concerns that this might lead to in order to, in order of to what Canadians uh, and, and our, our media is going to really look like on these big platforms. Uh, are we looking at this with, uh, with a certain level of concern now that this is set to become law, Justin? I'm, I'm a really mixed opinion here. I mean, mm-hmm. on, on one hand, this, this isn't a surprise, right? Facebook said they were going to do this, and now they're doing this. Uh, I don't know if the Liberals thought they were bluffing, but clearly they weren't. They're going to cut off access to news for Canadians using Facebook. And, you know, objectively, that's a bad thing, right? It's still a platform that the majority of this country uses, maybe not daily anymore, but many, many, many people uh, use Facebook daily, and they get their news from, from their good or bad. Right. Um, so, so it's in that sense uh, a bad thing. Canadians will probably get a less uh, diverse uh, digest of news. Uh, they will be less informed. Uh, publishers will get even less traffic, worsening their woes. Um, that's ostensibly this bill is supposed to be solving. I mean, on the other hand, of course, Facebook is also a miserable platform for news, known for promoting um, conspiracy theories, junk content, mm-hmm. fake news news, clickbait, and, and, and more garbage. So it's sort of a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, but suffice it to say, this is not how we should have arrived here. There's a lot of problems with Facebook. There's a lot of problems with how news outlets finance themselves these days. Um, but the way in which the liberals have gone about this and the way in which Facebook has naturally responded to it leave us worse off than, than I think, than just doing nothing. It's interesting, though, because then you also think about the changing landscape for news and these news outlets, too. And then you think, well, maybe if if this is sort of the the way forward, then maybe there's an opportunity for um, for for payment to be in place for these media outlets to exist on these platforms, which could ultimately be a good thing for an industry that has been struggling. Yeah, I mean that's right. I mean, and and you know that is the the general general idea behind C eighteen, right? Uh, it, it is a requirement that uh, major platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and the others um, compensate uh, news outlets for the news that gets shared on their right. platforms. And if if they refuse to do so, the CRTC can step in and impose a deal. Um, so you know it sounds like you know at a very top level a pretty good idea. These platforms have made an absolute killing off of people using them to find news and to keep up to date with current affairs. Um, And, and, over that time, those news outlets have been systematically defunded, right? They have seen huge holes in their budget that have led to them decreasing news coverage, laying off journalists, and, and really declining the quality of the product they offer. Now, the question is, what do you do about it, right? And the liberal solution seems to be essentially a tax. They hate that word. They reject it. Right. But that's what it is. It's a deal that says for how much you uh, share or, or host sharing of each major news outlet, you have to pay them X amount. And Facebook and Google and the others have naturally said, 
we're not going to do that. And and really, there's no way in which the Canadian government can stop them from just cutting off news or, worse yet, recommending news from other countries and pumping that into Canada. It, it, it actually could lead to the, really, the, the bankruptcy of a numerous outlets in the near future. Right, because ultimately people are still going to go to those same sources, likely social media sites, to gather to gather their news. And so, you know, you're sort of left in this in this situation of thinking, what else could have been done? What would have been a better strategy moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think there are some good ways to lessen the tax burden uh, on news outlets, right? Like we're still taxing major news companies in a way that we probably uh, shouldn't be if we want to look for easy solutions. Um, You know, funding journalism from the government is, I know, a touchy subject. And the way in which the liberals have gone about it thus far, I think, has led to the the concern that, that news outlets are being bought off by the Liberal government, and and fair enough, I hear that concern. But there's other ways in which the government could, say, create a trust or create a funding mechanism or create, um, you know, better tax incentives for people to sign up and pay for their own subscriptions to these outlets. You know, the government has created a digital news tax credit, but it's only good up to about $500, which is a year subscription to the Globe and Mail, right? So there's there's things that could be done um, that are, you know, maybe not going to be super effective, they're not going to be silver bullets, are not going to be solve alls, but nevertheless could probably help better finance those news outlets. Picking a fight with U.S.-based tech companies um, in such a way that we knew was going to lead to them cutting off access to news was a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea from the beginning. We know, thanks to the laws of economics, the more you tax something, the less likely people are to to offer it or to buy it, right? Um, So this was a wrong-headed approach from the very beginning. The Australians and and the Germans have tried this. They both failed at it. and, and I, I can't imagine why the Liberals thought Canada would be different. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because Australia introduced a very similar law back in 2021 and then Meta blocked news from Facebook temporarily. They entered into agreements with news publishers and then it seemingly went nowhere. So what do you think is, is going to be the, the, a similar fate here in Canada or will it be a similar fate here in Canada? If I had to guess, this is going to be a temporary negotiating tactic. I don't think Facebook and the others can permanently cut off news. Um, I think even a short-term cutoff could do real damage. Um, But I think fundamentally we're going to see them retreat. But I think it's also going to be a retreat that leads to them getting leverage uh, with these news outlets so that they can negotiate deals that are basically not that advantageous, right? Even the way the legislation is written uh, and the ways we expect the regulations to be written, um, basically suggest that most of this money is going to go to big, well-financed publications anyway. Um, I can imagine them striking pretty advantageous deals with these big companies. And the rest of the outlets, the small outlets, the startups, the innovators, are going to get peanuts. And that's how this was always going to work. You know, Global News, CTV, the Globe and Mail, I'm sure we'll get a check for a couple million bucks a year. When the parliamentary budget officer uh, did the math on this, he basically concluded that this 
this whole scheme at the very high end, the best case scenario, would put a couple hundred million dollars back in the Canadian news industry, um, probably disproportionately to the big players, uh-huh. um, which doesn't account for the fact that this whole regime is going to cost millions of dollars to operate anyway. So, so really, it's not efficient. It's not going to fundamentally change the news landscape in this country. It's not going to be to reverse the decline of the quality of news. And it is probably going to harm the long-term shareability of news for Canadians on social media. So it's a disaster already. It's going to be a failure in the long run. And the Liberals are really going to the wall on it. To me, it feels like an opportunity to really increase really sensationalized pieces of news for for clickbait. And I'm, I'm scared that that's what this is going to be. We already see a lot of that on social media. And I feel like this is going to propel that even for, even more forward. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, listen, the ways in which social media companies have played with the sharing of news online has been really bad, right? And and that could be something we should look at. I mean, I don't think we should let the social media companies off scot-free. I think we need to talk seriously about what it means to uh, require algorithmic transparency or auditing, you know, requiring them to show us how they recommend news content and other things. Um, we know, thanks to a Facebook whistleblower uh, who leaked thousands of documents from, from internal Facebook discussion groups, that Facebook a couple of years ago decided to basically flip the switch and stop recommending people news altogether, instead prioritizing stuff that's being shared by their friends and family. And guess what it did? It led to a huge explosion of anger-paced and conspiratorial misinformation. And what it ended up doing was pushing a bunch of news outlets into writing more and more sensational headlines and more clickbait to compete for eyeballs in this new sort of anger-based recommendation algorithm. And it it, it basically, you can actually track, there's a a graph that does this, you can track the rise in anger and and fear-inducing headlines from major outlets over that period, right? The way in which these companies operate have already substantially weakened the quality of our news ecosystem. And bills like this are only going to make that problem worse because it's trying to tax away something that that can't really be taxed without this kind of damage being done. Justin, thank you so much for sharing uh, your thoughts on this. Uh, I know that you are passionate and have many opinions, and I really appreciate you sharing them with us and our listeners today. Absolutely. Cheers. Really appreciate it. Take care. That's Justin Ling, investigative journalist, talking about Meta now um, will block news on Facebook and Instagram for Canadian users thanks to Bill C-18 being approved.